All right, let's get back into it with our panel, Alyssa Freeman, Kevin Gadette, John Carmichael. Uh, now, Kevin and John, you guys are avowed conservatives. That's a matter of record. I mean, John, you were an M- MP for a number of years under Stephen Harper. And uh, Kevin, you ran for the party provincially. Alyssa, I'm not going to ask you. I'll, uh, you'll be like that player on Jeopardy, I'll, I'll just, just watching. Okay. She's our public relations advisor. What is it you want to know? (laughs) Well, listen, I wanted you to uh, listen to Andrew Shear because I asked him just before you got here on the supply management because uh, he staked out a position not dissimilar to uh, Justin Trudeau, basically, and uh, this is where he got into the problem where Bernier had a, you know, yeah. Uh, an issue with this because he believes that's a true conservative uh, value or principle is supply management is a rigged game. This is what Shear had to say when I talked to him. To go from having the most privileged position in the world in terms of access to the U.S. market uh, to having to wait to get presented with a deal that two other countries, Mexico and the U.S., ha- have come together on uh, is not uh, an optimal situation. I don't think you'll find anyone in Canada that thinks that, uh, uh, that this is a, a good situation for us to find ourselves in. All right, well, that was the wrong one, but nonetheless, he was basically saying that, you know, we uh, should be in an advantageous position when it comes to the states in a kind of a, a trade deal. On supply management, the issue uh, that sticks in the craw of Donald Trump is he thinks it's, again, Canada... Uh, rigging the game, notwithstanding that the Americans also subsidize their agriculture and other such. But uh, as conservatives, how can you support supply management? That's a curiosity to me, John. Well, I, th- I think you've, you hit the nail on the head just a second ago. You said in the States, they subsidize their dairy um, industry. And so somewhere in, the, in between what we do in supply management and what the U.S. does in their subsidies, which are massive, there's a balance, and I think what we have to do is find that balance. And Kevin, I mean, you want to just echo that sentiment? Is that really the point? Because that's what Andrew Shear was saying. I mean, you know, uh, they do it, so we do it. They do it in a different way, but nonetheless, the end game is still the same. Uh, farmers being supported, although I see a difference, a distinction uh, as to how supply management works versus taxpayer subsidy (coughs) supply management means you're paying three times what you probably should be for cheese or milk and poor people can't really afford that that's unfair to them it's an unfair burden isn't it Uh, yeah look uh, i'm not a huge fan of supply management Uh, i would i would wish well actually so andrew Shear, i think credibly criticizes the prime minister and liberal government for its failures on the trade negotiations as he mentioned you know the social justice crap that uh, the, that justin threw on the tra- table climate change and unions and all that crap that he threw on there that hamstring us i think there's a lot of room for for criticism but then he's asked the question about supply management and i think he's weak on that issue because uh, his position seems to be yes i'm going to defend it no matter what um, at s- sometimes I think I wish our opposition politicians in modern times actually just took a clearer position. Um, like, like my colleague John here just said, which is, you know what, maybe there's a middle ground. Uh, you know, uh, we're willing to discuss some compromise on some issue. How about you give us one concrete suggestion about what we'd like to see the government do, even just one, as opposed to just dumping on the government all the time, which is fair to dump it, but I think that they missed the second half of the equation, create some single constructive suggestion. They're in opposition. It's not like we're going to be held to whether or not we keep that promise. But are we not at a place today where we've got the U.S., and Mexico arriving at a handshake deal that's coming down the pipe, and we're going to have whatever they've decided shoved down our throat. 
rather than being in a position where we can negotiate a solution that we can live with. All right, so we weren't invited to the table. Uh, we were at the kids' table by the kitchen. We weren't even in the kitchen. No, okay. We so, were out in the barn. So, in other words, the Liberals have dropped the ball on this. Now, if that's uh, the reality or the perception, and I'm guessing a lot of people also feel that we've been uh, poorly served by the likes of Christian Freeland, because uh, she may have uh, misspoke or, you know, this faux pas she committed in June when uh, uh, receiving this Diplomat of the Year award in Washington, she excoriated the Trump administration like in their own kitchen or yeah. in their own backyard, which I liken to back in the day, you know, when LBJ grabbed Pearson by the lapels and said, you're peeing on my grass because he was, you know, being critical of the Vietnam War initiative. Anyway, uh, just to bring you back up to uh, speed on this, Alyssa, I mean, the idea, the perception, do you think this is perceptually looking bad on the Liberals? Yes, I think I think very much so. And I think the Canadians are now worried. Even if you don't dig into what all these trade negotiations mean, I think the one thing that they do see is that the U.S. and Mexico have an agreement and we do not. And it seems like we are like ducks. We're sort of placid on the, on the surface of the water and paddling like mad underneath. And, you know, I was a big fan of Christian Freeland, and I, and I really thought that she was able to kind of pull this through. And, you know, I've seen her on TV. I've seen her on Bill Maher. She's really able to hold her own. And then I think what happened is that she started to believe her own press. And when you believe your own press, it's the it's the sure downfall. So when you start to excoriate a president after, re, you know, receiving Diplomat of the Year Award in the States, that is a bad thing. When you can't even get us at the table and have to sit there and watch from the sidelines or from the other side of the window uh, negotiations that are already happening, and then you have to sort of pick up the pieces and try and cobble something together to save face, that is a huge, huge hill to climb. And it's going to be interesting to see how we how she does that. It's going to be vital to see what we end up with. And I think that it could absolutely have uh, a, a very destructive effect on the liberals because people will think that you know what you sold us out and now we're not getting what we should have had right or again as the uh tagline went back when uh not ready for prime time absolutely not okay. sunny days <laughs> yeah. not okay. sunny not days. sunny days at all all right well we'll come back <laughs> for those who may be packing up for the sunshine even <laughs> though we've got it here now uh there's been some bad news when it comes to baggage fees we're going to talk about that next with our panel Alyssa freeman kevin Gadette, john carmichael here on the oakley show global News Radio 640 Toronto.